Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Comedy Central. Hi, I'm Dan Soder. And I'm Big J. Okerson. And you're listening to the best of the bonfire. Stay tuned to hear some of our favorite moments from this week. You can listen to The Bonfire live every Monday through Thursday from 6 to 8 p.m. on Comedy Central Radio, Sirius XM 95, or on demand on the Sirius XM app. Also, be sure to follow us on all social media at The Bonfire SXM. Hey, cameras, it's Black Blue, and welcome to The Bonfire's Best of the Week. It's no secret that Dan Soder has been sober for many years now, but Jay and handsome quarantine third Mike Joe DeRosa wondered what it would take for their friend and co-host to put aside his sobriety and lead. Jay, if I could do a little uh, tale of the tape as a former alcoholic, I'm like one of those former boxers that talks about it, where I go, this is a very exciting matchup. You seeing two guys that I would love to get in the ring and trade with. <laughs> and I just want to point out, Dan, you're never a former alcoholic. You're always an alcoholic. Every day's a struggle. Every day's a new day. Yeah, you know what? Who says that? People that relapse. I call you a dry, I call you a dry drunk. That's my favorite one. When it's, it's either I'm angry at you. Dan, you dry drunk. <laughs> Just converted to marijuana, the crypto of alcoholism. Could <laughs> 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 pay off. Could wreck everything. It's the Bitcoin of alcoholism. I love <laughs> when, uh, when people in AA say that when they go, "Dude, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm acting out. I'm being a dry drunk, dude." Like, oh, dude, my I mom used to twice t- this week. It's like you mean you're just living your life. <laughs> like, you're just living a regular life. The first time I ever heard that was my mom calling her cousin that. She's like, "Oh, he's just a dry drunk," and I was like, "What the fuck is that?" What is yeah, that? I, is that what they mean that you just have done, you do other things compulsively? No, I think it's me. It means you're acting drunk without having any alcohol, right? You're it kind of means oh. that you don't. You haven't worked on Look any of the issues that cause you to drink. So being a dry drunk, it's like if you're in recovery, yeah. there's oh, constant action. Yeah, there's constant action that you're taking to like try to better yourself and figure out why you drink in the first place. Great, we upset DJ Lou. He's gone. Evans, Evans, pretty much nailed it. It was. It. it it's like it's the behavior it's when you do the behaviors that were leading you to drink so it's like that's why it's always sex or something they go i f- i keep having one night stands and being a dry drunk like no, that's that's, that's know, cross that- addiction dry drunk is like you quit but like nothing gets any better it's like you just don't drink you don't really right. do- you're like sad about not drinking so she's uh yeah it's what christine's saying the signs and the symptoms they're saying are resentment towards friends or family anger and negativity surrounding recovery Depression, anxiety, and fear of relapse. Jealousy of friends who are not struggling with addiction. How do you not feel those things? You're hanging out with a bunch of fucking nerds that don't drink. (laughs) I'm a dry drunk. (laughs) My God, I'm realizing how much of a dry drunk I am because it says romanticizing their drinking days, being self-obsessed, replacing the addiction with a new vice. I'm like, oh my God, I'm a dry drunk. And I'll tell you this, not because I wish any bad on you ever, ever. I want you to understand when I was going through my fantasies of this pandemic, ultimately uh cartwheeling right into the apocalypse and we have to eventually take up our arms the way we said i was like in the apocalypse even if we plan on living tens uh, of years more uh, in the apocalypse as fighters and survivors as they call them on the the walking dead as we are walking around survivors i do picture you though going back full tilt 
ripping butts and drinking. Let me say that's uh, let me stop you right there. It would be smoking cigarettes. I'd come back to smoke cigarettes. I think um, and like in the apocalypse, dude, if we're just fucking if we're by campfires every night, there's no more thing as a TV anymore. Like, really? When I run out, I run out of weed. Yes. <laughs> I just can't believe you wouldn't let fun back into your life as the world was ending. Honestly, what I'm thinking about, I feel like one of those NFL players that retires and then like goes on to speak about brain damage because I just remember the hangovers and I don't want to go back. I just remember being fucking rocked by hangovers at the end. I was fine for a while, dude. It really is like Roy Jones Jr. Like all of a sudden I had a chin out of nowhere and it was just getting you lost. You, you just kept losing. I, uh, when I was dude, when I was when I was like people like Bert when like Bert and other people I know that have that Mickey Mantle gene that they can just drink and don't have hangovers. I remember feeling that when I was young, but you don't realize most people can do that when they're young. Bert's in his fucking forties doing that, and I'm like, that's insane. Yeah, I can't stress this enough. You're not going to survive the apocalypse belly aching like that, dude. You got to toughen up, son. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Yeah, but then, then I got to drink a fucking leather pouch of gin. Like as a we damn overlook. weakling. <laughs> you got to drink, you gotta drink yeah, a, cow's hide, a cow's hide full of booze. He goes, he goes, here, take it. Take the gas water. And I go, <laughs> he goes, we storm it. We go, we storm and we grab their food and their women. And I go, I go hey, Joe, did you ever work at Helium Indy? Was that a good room? <laughs> Just us having, us having long conversations in the apocalypse. Dan, you're the dashing lead man, so you got to smoke butts and do a shot before you give us a fucking speech about how we're going to move forward and get society back up, dude. You saw you, you on that scavenger hunt. You are a leader. Yeah, you are dude, a born leader. Your, your face is too... Uh, is too uh, are you tell me I got leader chin. I'm trying to say this in a good way. Yeah, but you do. You have such sharp features that it's like it's too. Uh, you couldn't be number two, dude. You could be unless unless we go like those Walking Dead people that wear oh, like the data. dead the, the dead people's masks over their face, like dead people's skin over their faces. Then you're hiding that, and then it doesn't matter, and and it's it's no uh, better. Or then if you say your personality is to be the number two, is great. But I'm telling you, you have a hard time of fucking like. Uh, uh, you know, uh, me or fucking Joe being a goddamn leader when you're standing there next to us, everyone's like, I wonder what that fucking tall, handsome son of a bitch thinks. <laughs> Dan, I'll lead and you can be my second. I totally want to lead. I know these two, <laughs> these, two, these two fucking fat neck goofuses over here told me what they feel about, but I'm curious to hear what that sharp, angular face son of a bitch <laughs> thinks about all this. Let me tell you how much trouble that would get us into because behind this semi truck is a child driving it. <laughs> so uh, we would just bang into the sidewalls almost instantaneously. All the, all, the, all anybody needs to hear, Jay, is Dan refuses to drink the team juice, which is what we're going to call whiskey. <laughs> and then you know what? Joe. And they're not going to listen to a damn word he says. <laughs> Joe, but then there's that moment where that flashbang goes off, you know, like, and then you're like wobbled. And your, your vision's incorrect, and you're getting sieged on by one of the cannibal tribes <laughs> that's hit our establishment. And then you're doing it, and then all of a sudden you just look over and just see me walking with a shotgun and a bottle of whiskey, just like, <laughs> get away from my friend. <laughs> you got a sick-ass sick ass face scar that really just makes you even look more masculine. That's all I've wanted. Then I can join you in the fingerless gl gloves tribe. Oh, 100%. Yeah, we're like all going to rock the gloves, probably. Black Lou again. You know, after Dan, Christine, Jay, and Joe told some crazy drinking stories from their past, comedian and friend Joe List joined in and told a few great drinking tales of his own, most of which helped him make up his mind to finally get sober. Old drinking stories, 
Can't beat it. Rosa and Jay are drinking beers because we were we were swapping drinking stories the first hour. I also made a little pickleback. Uh. <laughs> oh my God, Joe, you are an alcoholic. <laughs> hey, maybe he is, maybe he isn't. Who's to say? <laughs> Joe, listen, by the time uh, I was spending any kind of uh, time with you, like, like at the clubs and seeing you and uh, hanging out with you, I think you'd already stopped drinking. So I, there's some people I never really saw in that state, Soder included. I did see Soder, I guess. He saved us from our time of friendship. I've seen him drunk before, but I also... My daughter was young. I used to leave kind of early and everybody else was kind of rolling uh, and hanging out later anyway. So I missed a lot of it in that regard. But Nate, obviously, I said and Joe said that the, he said when he's gotten uh, when you were drinking, you got hammered. You had that similar thing. Christine's got it, too, where it's like a, a very definite corner is turned. In the night, <laughs> which I thought was such a hilarious way of describing it. It's so true. And uh, and uh Christine was saying her friends and them called it uh, turning into the werewolf. And I said, Nate's that person too. It's like, it, there's just one sip that he comes back from. And it's like, ah, this is the new guy now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My, uh, my uncle Dale, who's Soder's drank with, my, who's basically my age. I always say my uncle and it sounds creepy. Cause I'm like, my uncle and I, we fucked two chicks and uh, <laughs> drove drunk. People are like your uncle. So Puerto, so Puerto Rican of you. <laughs> but we're, He's like three years older than me, but we used to always laugh about like the next day would always be like, dude, you got like really unreasonable last night. <laughs> like, yeah, I drank like a handle of rum. And you're like, all of a sudden you got disagreeable, man. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was a 10th shot. <laughs> what was the, what was the Joe? Because you've got some you've got some real war stories. I mean, dude, he's got one. He's got days, like a like, legendary drinking. He went for it. He was a Hall of Fame drinker. What was the one that that tipped you? Because sometimes people go, you know what? My last night drinking wasn't even that bad. I had two beers and I just got sad and I was like, I'm done. Did you have like, a, <laughs> did you have like a legendary like? Okay, this is it. I gotta. <laughs> it was one of those guys. Like my last night drinking was at Helium in Philly, and I had like three beers and a whiskey. It was kind of whatever, but I was just sad for like a decade. But yeah, I mean, like I shit in the girl's shoe. I got herpes. I was a, va I mean, I was a horrible vandal. Like I just vandalized every night. I would steal street signs and like the, the arms on parking garages. I would snap those off. I'd kick in windshields and really? mirrors. Yeah. I and I would, I would piss everywhere in public restrooms. I'd piss all over all the toilet paper and stuff. I remember the you're, night at the describing uh, it. Hold on. Joe's describing himself like a soccer hooligan. He's like, I would sing songs loudly. I wear scarves in warm weather. <laughs> yeah, old school Irish drunk. <laughs> but I'm telling you what, I just find I find that interesting because where is that same thing? I said when Christine was would get obliterated, it was just like you're talking to a completely different person. Uh, do things, uh, say things that she doesn't. But there's some element of that in the person. Like you uh, are, what I would describe as mild mannered. I mean, overall, you know, I don't mean it in any kind of a bad way. I'm just saying, like. You're pretty like uh like you don't seem like Hello, guy. you're not the guy yelling something out on the street like telling a story you know what I mean like uh and I, it's such a weird thing to hear like that that wild side like ripping and breaking things I'm like what well, it just sounds have, so out of character well I have a lot of anger it's all just built up I'm trying but yeah I'm filled with rage I mean. Dan's success, I just think, is appalling. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But no, I, I do have, like, anger issues, and so I would drink and just lose my mind. I also, at that time, like, wasn't getting laid. I wasn't in a relationship, so I was angry about all those. And my career was shit. I had no money, so I had a lot more anger then. You 
remember the night we did this was was going to say earlier um that we did the um when Yannis used to have the show at Bar 4 in Brooklyn and we did the Chris Laker awards fuck yeah i remember we got real fucking tuned up before we went on stage and then you went i just remember you going on stage it was a I'm not saying this to stoke you up, but it was a wall-to-wall bomb. You were shit-faced. You were bobbing so bad, and in the middle of it, you just go, I got herpes this year. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> to the audience. It was, it was just a classic. Was, there was no part of me that was like, Joe's got a problem. I was just like, ah, sometimes you have one of those sets, man. You know? no, I remember eating it so hard. I thought, because I won an award. It was like an award show. And I won an award for shitting in a girl's shoe, the Gentleman's Gentleman Award. And then I just gave it a speech. And it got zilch. It was such a bummer. And then I came. That was like a big start in my relationship, though, because I came to the back of the room. And Sarah, we weren't dating at the time. She was like, I think it's great that you're open about having herpes. And I read that as like, oh, this chick's got herpes. Like, I should try to fuck her. <laughs> and it turns out she was just like a nice person. <laughs> the Firehouse show that I loved was we brought our own beer. We're just drinking like PBRs. And the guy got pissed. It's like a VFW. And the guy's like, you can't bring outside beers. And he was like yelling at us. And then Dan and I did the, um, what do you call it? The uh, raffle. And because it's like Boston firefighters, one of the raffle prizes was like a thirty of bush, a thirty rack of bush. <laughs> so one of us won them. We just started cracking them up and drinking them. And at the end of the night, after the guy had scolded us, we thought we were helping. So we took all the empties and just started putting them on the bar, like twenty-five empties. And the guy was like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> He's like, "We're gonna lose our liquor license." And we sincerely were like, "We're helping you clean up, bro." Yeah, dude, we thought we'd hang out. <laughs> Fucking clean the place up a little bit. Dude, the Lewis story is one of my favorite drinking stories. You here for that, Dan? No, but it's one of my favorite stories regardless. That one, I, I had just, I had appendicitis. I had my appendix taken out in New York, and I just went home to recover in at my parents' house in Whitman, <laughs> Mass. And so I was on, like, pain pills and boozing. And then, like, I don't know if it was social media or something, Nate, texted and was like, hey, I'm at Stonehill, I'm at Bridgewater State College. And I was like, dude, that's like a mile from my parents. Like, you're down the street right now. And they were like, what? So they came over to my house. But the crazy part was my parents had gone to bed. They were like, all right, good night, Joe. And I'm like sick, my back hurts, whatever. I just had surgery. So they go to bed. Nate and Lewis show up at my house. We're sitting in the back porch, just boozing it up. I got pain pills, so Lewis is eating those, like, you know, cereal. And we're all banged up. And then Lewis is like, where's the bathroom? And I'm like, first door on the right. And somehow he goes to the second door on the right, opens the door, and it's pitch black. So he's got his hand, and he's just sliding it around the wall looking for a light. And my dad springs up out of bed, it's like three in the morning and he's like, can I help you? And Lewis is like, I'm looking for the bathroom. But like, my dad, the last my dad had seen was just me with like an ice pack, like pilled out, being like, good night, Pop. And now there's just like a 200 pound Puerto Rican in his bedroom. And that voice in the dark too, I'm looking for a bathroom. Give me your wife. Who do you think a home intruder looks like? And you just, just describe Lewis I mean, under the scar. No, it was fun. Those, those, telling those stories is like, I would love to get hammered, but I know for me where it leads, it's not pretty. <laughs> Following Joe List's Louis J. Gomez story, 
Here's the Puerto Rican rattlesnake himself who came onto the show all fired up. I got a bone to pick with Justin Silver. Boy. Shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Real ass dude coming in is here. About, is it about how he trains horses and fucks dudes? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, not gay. That's just my that's my uncle and his roommate, Fred. They're good friends. <laughs> you go. We kept saying the excuse. He's, it's European, man. Now it's different over there. It's European. Culture. He's traveled the world. Oh, come on, dude. Kissing another man's actually a greeting in some country. <laughs> <laughs> it's the burp of dinner. <laughs> what were you going to say, Lewis? What's your bone to pick? Uh, so, yeah, I tried to join his Instagram live last night to, yeah. to, to literally give him some shine. It was pathetic. There was 11 people watching him, like, fucking do a dog video. I was like, Justin, you fall. it's a real fall from grace. I mean, I remember being at the premiere for his primetime CBS show. Me and you were there drinking. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we were. Yeah. Like, wow, dude. Wow, he did it, Justin. We were looking at him in awe. Dude, we're outside. Oh, dude, I remember sitting outside of that theater smoking a cigarette with Lewis, and we we're like, he did it, man. Got a CBS show. And we we're like, look at this. Look at this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. And last night he's on his Instagram Live. There's 11 people on it. And I was like, you know what? I feel bad for him. Let me join his Instagram Live and fucking bestow some of my mites and real ass dudes on him. You want to give him that, LJ, that LJG heat? Give him the LJG bump. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, give him a bump. LJG heat. But so, Lewis, you were trying to give him a bump on his Instagram. What happened? He wouldn't let you on because you had your shirt on. Yeah, he fucking. He, he was like, he's like, shirts off or you're not in. <laughs> it's a pants off, dance off. <laughs> Get it off and let it fly. All nude, all dude, Instagram live or no go. <laughs> Dude, that'd be so funny if you found a burner account of Justin's and that was he was promoting. What's up? It's Lipstick Boy Wednesday. Getting it. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, it's Show Your Ham Instagram. Which show your ham Instagram. Show your ham Graham. Yeah. Sorry, what happened when you tried getting on Instagram Live? There's not really much else to it. He wouldn't he snub you. He snubbed, he snubbed me. You? He snubbed the fuck out of me. And then I went on mine and 150 people joined immediately. Like and that. I'm like, like that. Because they're fucking real. They know I got like shit that. to say. All right. Yeah. And, and so then I'm like, I was like, hey, guys, let Justin know that he's a fucking pussy and that he's a gay bitch. And then everyone went over there and now he's mad at me because everyone started calling him a gay bitch. <laughs> and calling it, calling his dog gay. <laughs> <laughs> mad if you call his dog gay which is hilarious that's so funny can i tell you what happened better that makes that way funnier and it's 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 sadder but funnier you were having them call his dog gay okay because what happened was uh, his dog that he was falling in love with uh while was there was ripped away from him and given back to the owner who came back for it. <laughs> Dude, child so, protective services got involved and I'm telling you, his new dog was taken yeah away? And, I, and i'm telling you he was so sad about it like i mean sad like like a family member uh passed away he was very upset so you having people run over there and he's just sitting there like hey guys so it's me i'm hanging out at the place with my shirt off he goes, my dog don't say things about my dog he's what happened was lewis the he was adopting the dog and they thought that it was like an abandoned dog or whatever and then the family it turned out the people had lost their dog and they went to the adoption agency and they're like, oh my God, we think our dog was placed here accidentally. We've been looking for him for six days and they had to call Justin and say like, you're not going to believe this, but you can't adopt the dog. Like it actually has a family that's looking for it. Uh, this is a horrible, horrible mistake. We're so sorry. So Justin was in 
pieces. He was sh- a shattered man yesterday. And then he had Christine, uh, Christina Hutchinson over to Instagram live with him to therapeutically get over the heartbreak of the dog. And then you <laughs> 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 And just people going, your dog's gay, dude. He's like, my dog was not gay. <laughs> He's straight, and we still keep in contact. Oh, God damn it. Crackle, crackle, everybody. This is DJ Lou on Thursday's Lost Tapes Quarantine Show. Jay opened up with some pretty great news about coronavirus concerning him, Christine, and Joe DeRosa. Check out Dan's reaction to hearing it. Dan, I don't know. Did I tell you the news? Did I tell you the big news? No. What big news? Did I give you any big news this week? No, I didn't hear any big news. Um, I, well, I will news. tell you, Joe DeRosa uh, went to the doctor and got his results back last week. Uh-huh. That he is that he is positive for the COVID antibodies. What? What does that mean? Um, it means that, uh, well, in theory, it means that you should not get it again. You should be okay. But, st- but they're still selling everybody, of course, and I think it's... Uh, responsible to say anyway like whoever turns up with that it seems pretty important like still keep doing things the way you're doing them just mm-hmm. you know he said like basically give you a little peace of mind breathe a little easier maybe you know that's uh that like somehow this went through your system especially for uh joe who was never really very sick um so when we heard about joe's thing me and christine uh made appointments at the same place <laughs> went good news doctor's a fan that's a big deal mm-hmm. uh and didn't know that walking in, like he didn't know who we were, you know what I mean? Um, but we went in and we got the blood test. And then yesterday morning, I got a phone call, rare phone call that I answered in the shitter, dude. Yeah. Uh, it was a 212 number, though. So I thought maybe that's what it was or something from the state or some kind of just information or news. Uh, I thought it was going to be. 212 always gets you a pickup, especially if you're in the shitter and it's on the red phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If if it's true, it will. Uh, me and Christine and uh, we went, and the doctor called us and let us know that me and Christine also both carrying the COVID antibodies. Hey, look at that! So that's pretty uh, uh pretty exciting, man. I mean, it's it's, it's, it's about the best news you can get only right now. Yeah, I agree. I I didn't even know you guys were doing that because Katie and I went and took a test, and we are HIV positive. So yeah. This is- it's a big week for us. You found each other. I'm pretty sure it was me that affected her. I'm a needle uh, drug user. And Dan, that's not funny. That's not funny. No, it's, right, not, it's not funny. Dude. It's life. And if you choose <laughs> to use drugs uh, intravenously, I know it hits your system the fastest that way. And look, now she has it. She can't leave you now, dude. You're good. You lock them up, dude. You lock them up with the. Uh, yeah. I used to do that with her. Joe, you want to know why you're alone? Is because you're not willing to give your partner a deadly disease. (laughs) Well, I mean, I'll tell you what. That's not true. HPV could be deadly, Joe, if doled out the right way. (laughs) That's like throwing knives. It is. I'm coming in there. I'm coming in there with a howitzer. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dan's spraying down the room. Dan, Uh, Joe, you're just uh, you know you're just firing off little like uh, potentials. Every A team needs a knife, man. All right, it can't all be fucking Gatlin guns, you know. It can't, be, it can't all be explosives. It you gotta all. kill with a little finesse. Yeah, they'll see us coming. You need somebody with different <laughs> skill sets everywhere. Exactly. I am genuinely jealous that all you guys are COVID antibodies. You guys are the bo- the hard bodies of the bonfire because uh, yeah, Black Lou, Jacob, DJ Lou, and I are all over here vulnerable. Say it severely increased the uh, chances that I'm going to do that gig in uh, Indianapolis. Where do you um, go to get these wonderful tests? 
Dude, three blocks from my house. It was well, so three blocks from me. Simple. I got to venture into the I Am Legend city. Well, I, I, I was in the neighborhood you're in now. I bet there's like a walkable urgent center probably. Well, I don't know if they're doing it in Jersey, though. The, the, the urgent care thing, uh, it's funny. So they're doing testing in 170 uh, urgent care locations in the city. Whenever I've told somebody who doesn't live in New York uh, that I got this test, they're like, wait, how? How did you get a test? I'm like, oh, they're not doing this everywhere? I thought they were just doing this everywhere. Yeah, you're kind of so. right. Weirdly enough, like they're having my parents who work in a hospital are having a hard time getting that test. Very weird. DeRosa, just through the inside track, knowing where to go. I'm going to migrate back in. I'm going to go stay with Vecchione just to get my test, see if I got the bodies. And then I'm going on a kissing spree. Oh, uh, buddy. Yeah, I just yeah. licked storefronts all night last night. <laughs> yeah. I bet you could spit and into your hands and just rub it on your face and then touch a doorknob and then touch your face oh, again. I've been fingering my eyes and mouth the way I like to outside again. God, dude, I like to get a good eye rubby on the street. What's up, Joe? It's a trade-off, Dan. I mean, you can move to Jersey for love and die. You can stay alone like me in New York and live. I mean, which 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 side are you on? Guess what, Twilight Zone? Your glasses are broken. You're full of room full of books. I'm gonna go out. I'm going with the sweet, sweet blaze of death. Yeah, I'm going down rate, and I heard you paint houses. <laughs> yeah. Read all the books you want. I'm. I'll be in. I'll have a blaze of glory as I enter Valhalla. That's definitely what I'm calling death from here on out, Valhalla. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this is Big J Okerson, and I hope you enjoyed this week's Best of the Bonfire. You can listen to the show live every Monday through Thursday from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern on Comedy Central Radio, Sirius XM 95, or on demand on the Sirius XM app. Be sure to follow us on social media, at the Bonfire SXM. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. <laughs> At Metro, get an iPhone 12 with 5G and a dual camera system for $99.99. Take amazing pictures and share them instantly. And don't put up with life's yada yada. Yada yada. Like photo bombers. Zoom, crop out, yada yada. And bye. You don't take yada yada in life. Don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Get iPhone 12 with 5G with no activation fees and not a yada yada. Only at Metro by T-Mobile. Switch to Metro, bring your ID. This offer isn't available for customers currently at T-Mobile or that have been with Metro in the past 180 days.